Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. You know, you have got this debt free written there, you know, the cross. And a thought went through my mind of a, a parable that Jesus said when uh, his disciples came and asked him, Lord, how many times I should forgive my brother? Peter was asking. He almost, always put his foot in his mouth, but sometimes it works. So that's not bad. So he said, how many times? Is it seven times? That's a kind of a full number. So is it seven times? Okay, Lord. So Jesus said, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Amen? So it almost sounds like a rhyme in a kindergarten, you know? Is it seven? No, not seven. 70 times seven, you know? But you have to understand there is nothing that is said in the Bible without a meaning. Jesus did not just throw <laughs> off his mouth something that came that suited the question. Uh, that's not it. That was uh, uh, purposefully that Jesus mentioned that word. Amen? Why 70 times 7? Because if you'll go to the book of Genesis, where, well, by the way, this is not my message, okay? Don't get excited. This guy is going to say something and finish up quickly. No. This is my last meeting and last message. Well, who cares about tomorrow? I'm not coming next Sunday. So here we go. So Lamech, his name, and he was talking to his, his wives, and he says about revenge. And he says to his wife, he said his name is Ada and Zillah. Well, if they're not, the name is not right, well, forgive me anyway. So something like that, you'll find it somewhere in the first two, three chapters of, of Genesis. And he says, you know, like uh, that revenge will be taken if anybody comes after him because he kills somebody. And he said, revenge will be taken seven times, 70 times seven. That's what he says. You read it out, and you find that is right. You can have me again to preach. If, I, if you find that's not there, tell the pastor, let's not have this heresy in this house anymore. <laughs> so, so he said, revenge will be taken 70 times 7, and then time is not enough, but it should be 70 times 7. What he was trying to say was, he was nullifying the number of times that you would like to take revenge on somebody, and he says, I'm going to nullify that with forgiveness. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah, Every time that you want to revenge someone, Jesus says, forgive. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And 70 times 7, he said, let's do it. 70 times 7 forgiveness. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, I thought it was a good deal. And uh, so the, the story was that a guy owed so much money to the king. You remember that story? Yeah. It is somewhere written in the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. You know, 
it should be within 28 chapters because that's all many chapters are there. So it should be there. So he came and it says he owed 10,000 talents to the king. Have you read the story? Yeah. Let's go to the next, next story, right? But we don't look at it, what, what's the value of 10,000 talents? If you look at the value of money, that one talent, you know, you, the value of money goes like gera, becca, denarius. So denarius is one day's wage, okay? So if you calculate that, one talent is equivalent to 12,000 denarius. I should, uh, you should go and calculate it, okay? And uh, so one talent is 12,000 denarius. So let us, let us divide that, you know, let us make the days of the year to be like too easy to calculate. Let's make it 400 instead of 365, okay? So 400 days. So divide that, that'll become how many? That'll be about 30 years, right? And he owed 10,000 talents. Can you calculate that? So he owed this guy, the king, 300,000 years wages. You know, you have been reading, you just wanted to tell you the seriousness of the debt free, okay? That's what prompted me to say this. That's why I don't know where it is written. I didn't look at it, but it should be there. So 300,000 years wages. And you know what he's doing? He's falling at the feet of the king and he's saying, king, please bear with me. I will pay it back. How does that work? Amen? He's telling the king that he will pay it back. How much? How much time is going to take? You don't eat, you don't drink, you don't do nothing. You take all the money and put it aside and save it. It's still going to take 300,000 years to pay me back. Amen? And the king looked at the pathetic condition of that guy. That's we, okay? We are the one asking for this deal with the king saying, bear with us, we'll pay you back. He, he looked at him and he knew that something that he could never pay back in his life. Wow. A debt that he could never pay. Amen? And he looked at him and he said like this, one strike, forgiven, go home. Amen? That's what we are today. He looked at you and me and he said, you're so pathetic. Your, your debt is too high. Your sins are horrible. There's no way you can have, be able to pay back for that. So he said, forgiven. Amen. He forgave the debt that we could not pay. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy with that? Are you happy with that? 
That is forgiveness. It is not, and then it goes on with another example of this guy who was forgiven 300,000 years wages. He comes out and another guy who owes him 100 denarius. And he held on to his throat. And he said, I want my money back. Can you imagine that? That's what we do. We have been forgiven the biggest, the greatest, something that beyond ourselves. And we are not even willing to forgive somebody who owes us only 100 denarius. No matter what people have done against you. No matter what or the wrong that is done against you. I want you to know tonight it is only worth 100 denarius. Amen. Compared to your debt. Compared to what we did in our life. Is worth 300,000 years wages. Amen. 100 denarius you can pay back. Anyone 100 days wages. Willing to forgive him. Amen. That's the heart of us. Amen. Well, for India is, is actually going on election these days. So much of trouble for the last five years. We had a horrible government. A very anti-Christian prime minister. And after, during his ruling... We have been having the severest persecution ever in the history against the churches in India. And uh, we have been praying. I've been conducting so many large prayer meetings, like 10,000 people coming, 20,000 people coming. In various cities, I've been conducting prayer meetings for the last one year. Not openly telling we want him out, but everybody knew that's what we are praying for. Amen. So, our election is not like here. Our election goes on seven phases. It goes for a month for our election. Okay? It's not like yours. You go for the election about 10 o'clock in the morning, the prime ministry invites 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it takes about one month for us to do this election in different phases. So, it started off um, about 10 days ago, and it'll go till the 12th of May, and uh, our result will come on the 23rd of May. The only thing that could stop him, the only thing that could get him out of power is our prayer. It has to be supernatural. He's a very popular guy. People would want him to be again the prime minister. And uh, we are praying that the Lord should give us a breathing space. We are praying the Lord will give us uh, a space of, of some kind of a freedom so that we can continue the work of God. Yeah. So I request you to pray. The second phase is going on. We've got another five phases to go. And our prayers will make the difference. Amen? So we will get the, the results on the 23rd of May. I believe that God will answer our prayers. We'll kick him out. And I'll call Pastor Ross. I said, thank you for your prayers. We did it. Hallelujah. The guy out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need it so badly. And I believe the Lord will do that for us. Amen. Yeah. And uh, so as you know, my faithful friend Phil, year after year, he sits there with a bunch of pastor's photos and, and uh, you know, orphan's photos waiting for you to go to him and sign up and say, I would like to support a pastor and family. 
as I said, as Pastor Ross said, two dollars a day, sixty dollars a month, and the support for the orphans. And he said he'll be taking an offering at the end of this service, which we will be using to build a Bible college in a very remote tribal area in the state of Gujarat in India. Amen. So continue to pray and do whatever you can. That's all the Bible says. That's all I want. Do whatever you can so that the work of God can continue on in the nation of India. Amen. Hallelujah. And God will richly bless you because we pray. We are praying people. We pray a lot. We pray day and night and, and fasting for weeks. And we have got a, a chain prayer. Uh, that goes on 24 hours. We have got a chain fasting that goes on every day of the week. Every day of the week, there'll be hundreds of people fasting and praying for God's move in the land of India. Amen? So that's a bit of prayer. That'll help you. Amen? And God will honor you and God will bless you. Amen. All right, now I'm going to preach. Is that okay? I'm just getting a bit... Uh, and uh, get warmed up so that I will be able to preach now. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. And here we go again. So just find a verse, right? So that I should preach and sound like a message. So it should be like, I want to preach on faith today. Is that okay? Yeah. It's a pretty easy deal. You know, when you don't have a decent message, pick up on a subject like faith you know, and preach anything that you like, and people will like it. Amen? You're looking at it and say, we're not going to like it tonight? Well, I'll make you to, I'll make you to like it. Amen? So, what is the verse? Well, something like Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Now, verse 6 talks something about, like, is the guy going to do anything here? Somebody's hiding behind that. Because sometimes I mess up my Bible verses, you know, this morning. You're not going to do anything? Hello? Okay. <laughs> he says, he says the shop is shut for the evening service. <laughs> That's only meant for the boy. You know, the evening service, you're on your own. Okay, here we go. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Has anybody got a Bible or something with you? You almost lost your job. <laughs> but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It sounds really nice for faith, isn't it? Because I'm planning to preach on faith, so I picked up a, a verse that will sound nice. Okay, I may not be saying anything out of that, but it sounds good. Amen? It is impossible to please God without faith. Amen? Faith is the most important thing in the life of every Christian. Do you believe that? Yeah. And many times we think that God is imposing something on us. It can happen. Because he's demanding that without faith is impossible to please him. 
that means you have to believe me you have to release your faith in your life so that i'll be pleased that means if your faith is not there that god will not be pleased and we are getting upset with god because why are you demanding something so difficult for us to fulfill but the fact is the easiest thing that you can have in your life is faith yeah. our life revolves around faith without faith we live by faith yes. we walk by faith but here the lord wants you to do that and direct that towards him that's only difference amen yeah. he got into your car this morning you started the engine how many of you checked the brakes 25 times before you moved your car from your garage nobody did why you believed in that stupid looking brake that somebody made it for you and you believe that that will work i never saw anybody coming here into the church building and picking up the chair turning it around shaking the legs to make sure that it is strong enough to hold you he didn't do that he just came and sunk into that chair and you feeling good life revolves around faith and we live by faith yeah. amen yeah. but god is demanding that faith. Yeah. but unfortunately we use faith into all the things the man made thing the thing that could go wrong but we will use our faith but when it comes to god we find it difficult to believe him amen yeah. Yeah. so that is my message for you today you know fear and anxiety are two things that could kill your faith fear is totally against faith faith and fear cannot go together but we enjoy fear whether we like it or not we are so good at being anxious of every little thing covered and and filled with fear and anxiety amen and today the most important thing that you and i have to do kill the fear raise up the faith and let us be truly god's children amen hallelujah the bible says be anxious of nothing fear the bible says 365 times it says fear not amen every day of the year as you just wake up from your bed sweating because of the bad dream that you had and you are so petrified and my bible jump at you and say fear not fear not amen god will keep on saying to you and me fear not i'm with you yeah. and i can take care of you i'm big over you i can protect yeah. you and there's a word that comes to us and and it's time for us to believe in him yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. hallelujah yeah. our faith moves in three different directions number one is our faith in god if i will ask every one of you tonight if i will say how many of you believe that god is able to bless you to heal you to deliver you how many of you will respond to that i thought so amen so we have got no problem in believing in god's ability am i right we believe that he is able we believe that he can do anything but our problem is 
not in his ability, but believing in his willingness to do that for us. I'm all the way of his three and a half years of ministry in this world. Everyone, whether it is blind Bartimaeus, whether it is the guy who is lying there by the pool of Bethesda for 38 long years, whether it is that the 10 lepers who come, everyone who came to him will come up with the same question. Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. They were not challenging his ability. They heard that he has done it to somebody else. They heard that he's able. But the problem was, they were challenging his willingness. Yeah. And every time that Jesus has to tell them, I do, I'm willing, let your eyes be open. I'm willing, rise up and take up your bed and walk. I'm willing, yeah. be cleansed. I'm willing, I'm willing. I want you to know, friends, today, not only God is able to do the things that you need in your life, more than that our God is willing to do that for you. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Amen. You go to somebody and you try to borrow money and that person has got a million dollars, but if he's not willing to give you, what's, what's the point of that money? See, it's not the ability, but it is a willingness. Yeah. Amen. God is able and willing to do the greatest things in our life. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the Bible, if you study, it's all through the Bible, about 65 times it is written, but God. But God. So you can sit there and I can sit there and and talk about all the negative things about my life, how things can go wrong, how things are going wrong, how things can never get right, and how this is my fate, and this is how it is going to be. I'm going to be finished. I'm not one to me. And you can sit there and say that all the time. In the middle of that, here comes a, a phrase which says, but God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You say you're finished, but God. You say you're not going to get a job, but God. Amen? God moves into your life. You are never alone. And, and you have your own way of thinking. I want you to understand there is a God factor in your life. Yes, yes, Amen? Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to take it to your heart tonight that never, ever let go the God factor in your life. Amen? Yeah. He is always there. Yeah, yeah. He is more than willing. And he wants to set you free in your life. Amen? And number two, you should have faith in yourself. Faith in God is great, but you should have faith in your own life, in yourself. Many of us don't believe in ourselves. We always think that we are no good. We always think my life is down all the time. I can hear, I can see the faces of many of the people. Oh, yeah, you're talking about me. Yes. Yes, yes, you're right. We don't have faith in ourselves. God says it's time for you to believe in yourself. And I believe that you can do something. Believe that you can be a good worker. Believe that you can be a good mother. Believe that you can be a great wife. 
Believe that you can do something great in your life. Don't put yourself down all the time. You don't need God to put yourself down. You, you, when God is there, place where you and I belong. That's what God wants you to enjoy your life. Amen? Believe in yourself for a change. Tell yourself, look at the mirror in the morning and say, hey, I'm somebody. Amen? Look at the mirror and say that I'm going to win the world. I can do things. Start believing in yourself and start saying things that will change your life. Amen? And number three, believe in others. There's a, we are living in a world that nobody believes in anyone. Everybody says, two people are standing there and talking and pointing towards you. They, you think that they are talking against me. They are plotting against me. You know, they're all against me. The whole world is against me. No. Start believing people. Believe them. They're not all your enemies. There are people who care for you. There are people wanting to see good things in your life. Amen? So it's time for us to start believing God and believing in yourself and believing in others. Amen? That's the kind of half of my message. Just feeling it out. Can I continue on? Or, you know, you look so tired after listening to my preaching in the morning. I don't blame you. Because normally when somebody has me to preach in their church, they'll only have me once. They don't have me again. But here is a man of God here who is my friend. So you feel so sorry for me. You'll have me again. <laughs> Peter says, if I was a senior pastor, I won't have him. <laughs> I want to share with you seven steps of operating by faith. Can we do it together? You ready? If I forget one or two steps, we'll make it five, okay? But <laughs> so, I will, I'll try my level best. And let's do it, okay? Step number one. Amen? Faith is not a hard work. Faith is not like, well, the guy will not be pleased with me. He's just telling me without faith it is impossible to please me. So let me try to do something. No. Because we have been called to be men. And I believe that every one of us should have a passion. Passion to be a man of faith. Passion to live by faith. Amen? That's what God wants in your life, in my life. We should be passionate. You know, just faith. It should be bubbling in ourselves. We wanted to, can't wait to operate by faith. We can't wait to see the miracle happening by faith. There should be a passion in our life. Amen? That's number one. Number two. You should try to find a direction of your faith. Amen? It should not be all mumble-jumble all over the place. But there's always a way, a direction God gives you and me. And God wants you to walk in that direction. Walk through that pathway by faith. The Bible says that commit your ways unto the Lord and He will direct your path. Amen? Does that sound like a Bible verse? Yes. 
I just made it up myself. No, it's, 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 it's there, okay? All right? So, commit your ways unto the Lord and he will direct your path. So God wants to take you from point A to point B. Right? So he wants you to make a commitment saying, so God says, because of your willing, then now I'm going to direct you from point A to point B. Right? And there's going to be him directing us. It's not us directing him, by the way. Right? So he says, I'm going to direct you. He says, okay, let's start. But our problem is, we know we want to get to point B. We know that God is involved in it, but we have this problem of not moving from where we stand. Yeah. You and I will never get there as long as you move from where you are. Amen? Yeah. And the Lord is looking at you say, okay, come on, let's go. He said, but you're not standing. You're standing there. He said, no, Lord, I'll just stand here. You get me to point B. No, God says it's not the way it works. You walk with me. Amen? I am the director of this day, but you will walk with me. And you will walk together with me and we will make it to point B. Amen? And you will not move from where you are and I. And I'm saying to for heaven's sake, move. Take your step out. You're stuck there moving. Because God has got something great things in your life. Far greater, more glorious, amazing things, all waiting for you in point B. And you are standing in point A and God says, take your step and move, man. I'm sick and tired of you stuck in that place. Amen? Should I have a clear direction of faith. Amen? And number three, ask it. Ask for it. Amen? Asking is very important. You cannot keep your mouth shut and sit there and wait for things to happen. But you should ask. Amen? Ask and it shall be given unto you. Knock and it shall be opened. And the third one, something like that, I don't remember. Oh, thank you. Seek and you shall find. <laughs> We're just doing a preaching together here, okay? A guy standing in the platform can't remember half of the things. As long as you are not, don't go to sleep, I'm happy. I'll do anything. I'll stand on my head. I'll try and you know, do something to get you. Amen? You remember the woman going to this unjust, evil judge because she, he won't do justice to her. Okay? And she's after him. And this is not a, a passive, gentle way of asking. She's there standing with a big stone in front of his house. When she, he goes to bed in his bedroom, here comes the stone, hits the glass window and cracks it. And he looks from there down and she's standing there saying, Justice, please. Amen. He gets in the car. There she's standing in the middle of it. The Lord and she said, you're not going anywhere. I want my justice. He was an evil judge. That's what Jesus said. But she's not going to let go. He's in the courtroom. He's sitting there on the judge's seat. There she is standing at the doorway, waving to you and saying, My justice. And the Bible says he got so sick of this woman. I don't care as long as I get my justice. Amen. 
she went after him and the bible says he gave her what she wanted he did justice to her not because he was a good judge because she was persistent and she made sure that i will ask until i get it amen hallelujah how many times and how long i should ask keep asking until you get it amen you don't stop before that and you will get it it will happen in your life amen number 4 you will receive it amen receive it by faith mark chapter 11 verse 23 says like this whenever you go and ask the lord whenever you pray that you should believe that you have received it and then you shall have it amen there is two times of receiving from the lord the moment you are asking by faith happening god is giving it to you but not out there but is giving to you here in your spirit amen what you receive here is what you will receive there if you don't receive in your heart if you can't receive that in your spirit then you will not receive that in the natural but you release your faith and the very moment god says you have received it amen this is not a man's word this is god's word the word that will never change his words are always a and amen he says you ask by faith and you can have it amen and that very moment you will receive that in your spirit and he says and you can have it amen hallelujah how many points i have made so far eh why four i thought it was six no i have to go go for another three then all right number 5 you know see it think about operating in your faith by the way don't get carried away and what is he talking about it's all by faith okay so number 5 you see it faith is not a fake deal faith is not an illusion faith is real it works so he wants you to see it the bible talks to us about how we should lift up our eyes and see what god has got for us in store amen you remember the story of one of the times that the people of israel rebelled against god and god punished them one time the earth will open up and swallow them and this time it was the the fiery serpents a very poisonous and serpents were killing them biting and killing them you know the story yeah. okay it's in the bible by the way so you can go and check it out and you will find it so people were dying of this and uh, beg god please have mercy upon them all they have against you so god said okay we'll do it so god gave him a plan the plan was to make a brazen serpent like the fiery serpent and he said i wanted to hang it on a pole and make it stand on high and you tell the people that they sh- should take their eyes of the fiery serpents and they should look at the brazen serpent and they shall be healed amen so moses did that and moses came and told the people hey Don't worry about the fiery serpents because God has given us a way out from that 
and here is a brazen serpent and i want you to lift up your eyes and look at the brazen serpent but you have to realize the people are so busy killing the serpent to stay alive for one more minute and they are saying why are you lifting it up over there why don't you put it in the middle of the serpent so we can see it easily we are so clever aren't we we always try to tell god how to do it amen but god is saying the healing comes the moment you lift up your eyes off your problems to look at the answer and the solution that's where the miracle will take place amen take your eyes off your problem man there's a brazen serpent which is a type of the cross which is a type of jesus hanging on the cross of calvary and that's where every answer comes that's where every solution comes that's where every healing comes that's where every deliverance comes every blessing comes it's all from the brazen serpent it's all from the cross of calvary and god is telling you and me today lift up your eyes of your petty problems and look at the brazen serpent your answer is hanging amen your answer is hanging for you in your life amen and i think it's number 6 isn't it and uh, number 6 say it speak it out amen speaking is very important in our life god really demands us to use our mouth and confess right even in salvation you believe in your heart that god sent his son and then you will confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord and then you shall be saved right. amen yeah. the the faith in your heart is not good enough it's enough it is important for you to open your very important is very very important amen yeah. in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 it says like this i have believed therefore i have spoken amen yeah. if you believe speak out yeah. you know you remember joseph he had two visions in one night he came out and sat at the breakfast table and he called everyone and he said hey, i've got something to tell you because that's going to make everybody angry whatever he's about to say they are going to wanting to kill him and in spite of all his brothers his father his mother and he says i had two dreams and the dreams are like this and the meaning is going to be i'm going to become somebody not just a somebody i'm going to be sitting on a throne someday and you guys you don't like me now but you're all going to come and fall at my feet on that day amen how did he say that because it was not a nightmare because it was a vision amen he had a dream and he believed in that dream and he's speaking out his dream and he's telling everybody it can happen amen Well, what is the purpose of language? Why was language invented or whatever it is? Why? Why is language for? What's the purpose of it? Well, you will all say to me, the purpose of language is for communication. You're right? Well, you are right. No, you are not right. the language 
is there's a better purpose than communication i believe that language came to this world for the first time it was god who was speaking amen so i wanted to know the most important part of language is not communication it is creation amen language is given to us to create things amen when god spoke there was nobody to listen to he was not talking to anybody he was speaking out and every word that he was speaking out was creating something amen god would look around and this 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 void and dark place and god would speak out and god would say let there be light and the moment that word comes out of his mouth here my second it just comes across and stands before him and he said did you call me amen wow. language is for creation every word the bible says it he will say let it be and it was so let it be it was so everything that god wanted god declared it spoke it and it happened amen that's why i teach my people i tell my wife don't say bad things over your children don't say bad things over your friends even for fun don't do that because your word has got power it creates things so imagine the power that god has given to you and me in our life that when you use your language you're creating things that's right amen yeah. hallelujah What do you want to create in your business place? What do you want to create in your job place? What do you want to create in your school? What do you want to create in your family? What do you want to create? Speak out. Yes. It'll start to happen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Because you are creating things in people's lives. Amen. Yeah. Start creating things. Start sitting there and mumbling and jumbling and saying all the bad things. It's time for you to shut up and start saying good things. It's time for you to speak out. Time for you to create things in your life. Amen. I should finish, don't you think? We are getting close, right? People are saying no, the ones who can't sleep in the night, you know? <laughs> They're all thinking, well, we'll sit around here anyway. I can't lie down in bed and sleep. Let's just hear this pastor saying what he likes. No 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 no. Number 7. Act on it. Amen. James says like this, faith without action is dead. Amen. So you and I have to learn to act according to our faith. We don't want to have a dead faith. We want to have a living faith. Amen. We will act on our faith. We will show to the world how my faith works. Amen. Well show to the world my God is pleased. And I believe in him. I release my faith in him. I'm looking at him and I'm telling God, God do it. And it'll work. Because I am acting according to my faith. Amen. Amen. Ashley is coming. He's going to play this music. There's one of the ways of getting rid of the preacher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not stopping tonight.
No matter how loud that Peter will play the drums, I'm going to speak about that. <laughs> Can I come back again next year, by the way? <laughs> I want to make a statement as I'm about ready to finish. Let me say this. Every prayer of faith that you pray in your life, God will answer that prayer. Let me say that again. Every prayer of faith, everyone, doesn't matter what it is. Is it for the cancer? Is it for the headache? Is it for your business? Is it for anything? Every prayer of faith that you'll pray. My God will answer every prayer. You look pretty puzzled, aren't you? You're looking at me now. That doesn't sound that good. Well, Pastor Abraham is almost messing up his message at the end of it. You know, if you don't say that, your preaching was going okay till now. And he's making a statement. Let me say that again. Every prayer that you pray by faith, God will answer it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to prove it for you as I finish. Okay? The only thing is, God will answer your prayers in five different ways. Okay? God will answer, but God will answer your prayer in five different ways. I'm going to go quickly. By the time I, I come to the third point, well, you might not like me, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the number one, the first way of God answering your prayers will be immediate. Before you ask the words fell out, it happened. Amen? It will be immediate. God will answer your prayers immediately. And we tell the Lord tonight, let's just erase all the other four ways. We don't like, we like this one. Amen? God will answer it immediately. And the second way of God answering your prayers, God will do it slowly. Amen? You remember the story of ten lepers coming to Jesus? And Jesus said to any of them, go and show yourself to the priest. The Bible says, as they were going, they will be healed. One guy came back and said, oh, I'm healed. What about the other lion? They didn't come back. You remember the story of Jesus putting mud on these eyes of this guy, the, the blind man, and he asked him to wash and then he asked him, how do you look? He said, I see men like trees. And Jesus, okay, let's do it one more time. And he washed it again and he said, I can see it clearly. So it is a slow process, but it happens. Amen? Do you want to hear the third way? It's going to get bad. Okay? The third way of God answering your prayers is God will take a long time. We're all almost in that category, aren't we? Right? Praying for the last three years, waiting for five years. We're getting sick and tired and angry with God and it is not happening. Am I right? Amen? And we say, Lord, why is it not happening? You know why? Why are you not doing it immediately? God says this immediate business is only for the just 
born again Christian. You're there? You remember the time that you got saved? You know? He gave your heart to the Lord. You, you repented of your sins. You came into the church bawling your eyes out. And then you're saying, God, God, I need a car. God says, you can have two. Remember that? You're looking for a job and you ask for it on Sunday. And Monday morning, three guys want to hire you. Hi. God was doing things for you immediately because you are still... in that level that is he wants to hold on to you he doesn't want to lose you so what he does is he is doing things and answering your prayers immediately so that you will be happy amen but there are a bunch of people sitting in the church today all sulking because they are on the third way amen they are in the place where it takes long time You're there? You know why? Because God says you can handle it. <laughs> Amen? You can, you can put up with that. You can walk with that. It could be a little bit of a problem. I know that you're strong enough. Your faith is strong enough. And you believe in me. So, that's what happens. Always remember, delay is not denial. Amen? It delays, but not denial. happening. Amen? Number four. God does it in a different way. God answers you in a different way. You have been asking the Lord, telling the Lord, pointing out to him how he should answer. Right? We are telling you, Lord, you know, I'm praying and this is the deal and this is what I want and you know what I, you have to do to get this done and suddenly he does it something. No, I didn't want that. I wanted it here and God said, that's not good for you. That is good for you and that's all I'll give you. Take it or leave it. Amen. God does it in a different way. One more thing and I'm done, okay? He thought that I would never finish tonight, but I am. I don't have anyone to preach. Number five, this is an answer. God's different. That's not an answer. No, it is an answer. That's one of the five answers that God gives you. When he says no, he means it for a very specific reason. Amen? You are asking for your selfish interest. You are asking for something that you can feel so good about it. And God says you don't need it. Amen? God says, no, and I'm going to give you an example. That really bothers me. That is an example of Apostle Paul. He's not a small guy like me. A great apostle. And I don't know what kind of a thorn that he had. But thorn should hurt somewhere, okay? is not explaining but we know something that was irritating his physical problem that he was having and he said to the lord lord i'm doing all kinds of stuff raising the dead and doing miracles and all healings and deliverance everything i'm doing but i can't handle this thorn get it out from me please and god says no we're not doing that god says you can keep it What do you mean you can keep it? That's a plan. 
I am not going to get that thorn out of your flesh. But I want you to keep that. That's not fair. Well, let me put another word for you that will make you to understand. He said, let that thorn stay there. And this is how it's going to work because my grace is sufficient for you. Amen? My grace is sufficient for you. Amen? Stand with me, please. Let's pray. Walking by faith. Living by faith. Reaching out by faith. Amen? God wants you and me to be a man, a woman of faith. And God promises you and me, He will do it. He will answer every one of our needs in our life. God will do it His way. Amen? Which position are you there tonight? If you are in the first place, you are doing good. But if you are in the second place, not that bad. But if you are in the third place, I hate that. Been waiting for a long time? The Lord sent me all the way from India to tell you. It's not over yet. That's a message for most of you here. Everything that the Lord, the word of the Lord is coming to you. And he's saying, I want you to know that I do hear your prayers. I did hear your prayers. Every time when you pray, I'm listening. I'm not deaf. I hear your prayers. I know that you're waiting for a long time. And the answer is, he's going to do it for you anyway. Amen. You ready for that? The only thing you need to do tonight is pack up your giving up deal and throw it out of the window and turn around and say, Lord, I'm going to believe you once again. Amen. I'm going to trust you once again, Lord. Oh, I thought that you forgot me. I thought that you don't care. I thought that you're not going to do that for me. But tonight, I believe that it's only taking a bit of time. But that is one of your ways of answering me. And I believe you're going to do that. I'm ready for it. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.